your host, Tegan Thomas, and today we have Jim with us. He's from Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. So Jim, do you want to tell us about your program and how long you've been involved? Absolutely. I'm with the Institute for Entrepreneurship at Miami University in the Farmer School of Business in Oxford, Ohio. Um, I have been part of this program for 11 years. The program started in the early 1990s uh, with one class and that's part of the marketing department and we have grown to um, be quite a program. Um, we have more than 300 students. We do not offer a, a, a major in entrepreneurship. Uh, our major is, uh, our, we prefer that our students have passions in other programs. Mm -hmm. And they come to us through Stratcom, uh, through marketing, through engineering, uh, through kinesiology. Um, and so, uh, and then they choose entrepreneurship as either a co-major or a minor. And we have um, very passionate and vehement students in our program. We have our um, students in... Uh, four different tracks. One of our tracks is startup entrepreneurship. Another track is social entrepreneurship, where we talk about um, working in nonprofit uh, in public uh, sectors. And uh, we do a lot of work with the uh, uh, base of the pyramid programs in um, Honduras, South, uh, South and Central America, in India. We do corporate entrepreneurship as the third track which uh, is entrepreneurial thinking, often called intrapreneurship, entrepreneurial thinking in uh, major corporations. Major corporations want to think like entrepreneurs as well. They need to innovate. They need to grow. And then the fourth track is creativity innovation, um, how to think better, how to come up with better ideas, and that sort of thing. So that's, uh, that's the foundation of our program. That's really cool. So how did you get involved with that program and what is your background? <laughs> Those are two very different questions. Um, my background will start there. I went to the University of Cincinnati College of uh, Design, Art, and Architecture, which is the second most prestigious design school on the planet. And... I was the worst designer ever to be allowed to graduate. Um, I took industrial design, which was product invention. And I was just amazed at the quality of work that my, um, the other students did. And I felt overmatched. So I graduated from UC in design with um, six patents on products that I had invented and no desire or ability to, uh, to do that kind of work. And so I was looking for something to do and decided that I would get into television because it looked like it was fun and it looked like it was easy. And uh, had quite the uh, television career. I became a television writer, director, producer uh, of television shows and movies. Um, for a very long time, having never had a class in broadcasting. While I was doing that, I, I took a little time to 
get my PhD in communication. And uh, one day, the uh, Miami University called me and said, Do we hear you have a PhD that you're not using. Would you like to come teach a course? We just had a professor quit and the semester begins in four days. This was in the marketing department. Oh, wow. And so uh, with no time to prepare, I said, sure, I'll figure it out. Came in and uh, taught and, and fell in love with this place and fell in love with the Institute of Entrepreneurship. And so um, six years ago, I left the, uh, I left the marketing department and went full-time into the Institute of, of Entrepreneurship. But throughout my years, um, I have started multiple companies, um, uh, being an independent uh, producer of uh, television movies is very entrepreneurial. I, I started a nonprofit, and so it, uh, all the skills that uh, I teach now are uh, things that I have lived throughout my professional career. That's really good. There's, that's a lot of things that some people don't acknowledge very much that experience can sometimes outweigh the education that you, so I think that's really cool that you know, the education that you had received that you've got experience in other things to help you teach what Absolutely. you do now. Absolutely. Um, I think experience is far more important than, than the classes that you take. Um, we don't do a great job of, of lecturing from textbooks and giving exams because we don't believe that's the way you learn entrepreneurship. It's like teaching people to swim from a textbook mm-hmm. or from, from a class. You know, we can, I can show you some videos and I can, I can lecture and I can give you an exam and you've passed the exam and your mother puts your, the A plus on her refrigerator and then throws you in the pool and you drown. It's really important that you actually swim before you say you know how to swim. Same with entrepreneurship. It's really important that you, that you get your feet wet. And so we have lots of extracurriculars, co-curriculars in the Institute we have startup weekend that we do just here on campus. I think we're the only university or the first university that does a student only uh, startup weekend uh, where students start their own companies. And mm-hmm. um, one of the companies that our students uh, started is you know, well over the $20 million raised uh, point at this time. And so it's the, uh, it's it's how what we believe and how we how we uh, share with our students. So that's really cool. So would you define that as one of your success stories of like your program? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We don't just define success in terms of money raised. Um, our students uh, are successful in a lot of things we do. We have. We're now involved in uh, what's called VCIC, Venture, uh, venture Capital Investment uh, Competition. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so many people who, who do entrepreneurship are, you pitch your company, you pitch your idea, 
and when you pitch your idea, you, you see if somebody will fund it. But what, uh, who's training the funders? And so one of the things that we do in BCIC is the students actually hear the pitches and compete to write the best term sheets uh, and they're judged by venture capitalists. So we have people who, who leave our program and go into the VC world. So that's, uh, that's kind of cool. That's really cool. Um, so how, what have you personally done to help um, a studentpreneur that was interested uh, in starting their own business or having some business issues? <laughs> wow. Um, that's a, shooting the hard ones here. Uh, um, well, in our four tracks, in our entrepreneurship program, uh, startup, social, corporate, creative, I am the head of the creative track. Mm -hmm. So my focus is really based on how is your thinking? Are you doing, coming up with great ideas? Are you taking it as far as you can? And so a lot of the help that I, that I do has to do with this, uh, how solid your ideas are. And so this, this, um, the company that, that they came up with is called Oros. And it's just an amazing uh, concept that these, these two students developed, uh, Michael Marksberry and Rithvik Vena. Both of them wanted to go into medicine. Both of them were science geeks. Mm -hmm. and doing our entrepreneurship program as their minor. Uh, Michael liked to climb mountains and always hated the fact that he had to wear so many coats and layers and felt like um, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man with all the stuff that he was wearing to climb the mountain. Um, and being a science guy, he was aware of a thing called Aerogel, uh, which they use on spaceships to keep the astronauts from burning up. He had this idea that if he could take the aerogel and he could get it into fabric, that he could actually go to the top of the mountain wearing nothing more than a, a t-shirt, basically a quarter zip. And so they came in and they showed me their script and their script was... No, it was, it, it was as bad as any student script is. <laughs> and I said, uh, what's a second right answer here? And I told him a story that uh, on, on a television piece that I had done for a company called Hess Eisenhart O'Gara. And they're the people who do the bulletproof vehicles, the Pope Mobile and the presidential motorcade and those kinds of things. And uh, I was interviewing the president of the of the company and I said uh, you really believe in your product and he said oh yeah I said uh, he said I'd stake my life on it I said I'd like to see that so we had this idea where he's in the truck and he's in the van and we do a tight shot on his face and he says I stake my life on this we pull the camera back two guys jump out of the bushes with machine guns and hose down the car while he's just sitting in there smiling so I told that to the the two students so they rewrote their script and you can find this online. It's very cool where they take liquid, liquid nitrogen and liquid nitrogen is minus 321 degrees Fahrenheit, negative mm -hmm. 321. 
born two and a half times colder than any place ever recorded on earth. And so they put their jacket on and they spray liquid nitrogen on the guy um, wearing the coat. And so it's 321 minus 321 degrees outside. And inside the coat, it was 89 degrees. Oh, wow. And it's just an amazing video. Um, so those are the kind of things that, that I often help with is how is your ideation? Are you, are you, um, uh, have you thought differently? Have you found a, a unique perspective? Are you going with the first right answer or are you, um, are you pushing yourself to stand out to be different? Okay. So now I'm going to get into, uh, like, tips that you would have for students that are looking to be entrepreneurs. So uh, what are your top three tips for students that are looking to start a business while in college? My top three tips. Um, first of all, validate your, um, your product and your client. Do not fall in love with your solution. Fall in love with your problem. Too many students come to us with a um, too many students come to us with a, a product that they like and they love their product um, because they like it and their mother said they, she liked it um, but they haven't really um, validated the product um, with a, a larger um, uh, group of people um, the real uh, the real thing about entrepreneurship is not whether your mother thinks you got a good product. It's whether somebody will actually pull money out of their pocket and give it to you in exchange for the product. So just because a friend says it's cool, that doesn't validate. Mm -hmm. So will they pull the money out and give it to you in exchange for it? Now you're going to find out. So uh, prototyping your product is would be one thing validating your audience would be another thing we teach uh human-centered design um uh, design thinking uh, empathic conversations observation making sure that there truly is a problem and you're going about it in a new in, in a unique way so those would be the the three things that i would strongly suggest Okay, and then what do you think makes a good team member for a business? Great question, because most, um, most students who, who get into their, <laughs> their teams, um, the first thing they do when they see is say, um, what do you want to do? Who's going to do what? Um, the, what they rarely do when they get together in student teams, what they rarely do is talk about why they're involved in the team, um, why they're working together. They rarely talk about that. How committed are you to this project? And so one student is there because they really love the project. And another student is there because he just didn't want to take some other class, so he got into this class, and all he wants is a C to be done with the, uh, with the class. And another one is there, um, but 
he doesn't know why and he doesn't really care at all. And so they never talk about the dynamics of their group before they, before they start working on the project. So the, the, the most important things that team members can do is, is figure out why, why they're there and what their commitment to the project is. Um, students really do not often talk about what the shared vision is and how they're going to move forward with it. So um, I think that's critical. And if they, have a, if they have a vision and if they have a commitment and if they're willing to hold each other accountable, I think they'll be successful. Otherwise, it's aggravating and debilitating. Yeah, that's totally understandable. I, I feel like that now whenever I do my silly little high school projects and I'm like, man, if I could just not have this one person in my group and everything would be fine. Do you have a lot of different uh, group projects in your school? Yeah, we do a lot of PBL stuff, so it's it's pretty hard to have to acknowledge that everybody needs to do something, and I'm kind of a control freak because I want to make sure that I get a good grade, and I want to make sure that I always have a really good product, ending product or presentation, so it it's just really difficult to do that now while I'm in high school, so I can only imagine how hard it's going to be whenever I'm in college, whenever I'm paying to take these classes, and I have people who are just dragging me down and weighing down my grade. Uh, what year are you? I'm a senior. And where do you think you're going? I'm going to Missouri State and for marketing. For marketing? Yes. Uh, do you have an entrepreneurship program in your high school? Yes, it's just how I got the position that I'm doing right now. And what, what program are you using in high schools? Uh, it's called Go Caps. Um, we have a Caps program that started in Kansas and then it got transferred down here to the Ozarks. And we call it Go Caps, but it's uh, Centers for Professional Studies. Okay. So we have all sorts of different strands. Um, I'm in the business and entrepreneurship strand. So I'm focusing on like the business world and entrepreneurship in and of itself. And I got to pitch a, an idea, marketing idea that I had for a company called Book Scouter. And they offered me a position to work for them doing marketing and helping with their podcast and helping branch out uh, to different students. Yeah, I found your book scouter uh, um, site. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, you're you're famous. <laughs> hey, uh, good. <laughs> on, um, on your independent uh, independent con contractor book scouter, I I found your uh, your LinkedIn there. Oh yeah. Uh, see, <laughs> the world is connected. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um. Another thing that I wanted to ask, uh, what are some ways that students can get around the whole money issue, like not having a lot of money to invest in their business? Well, um, that's not just the student problem. Um, that's a problem for everybody. At, yeah. At every level. So um, that's the... Uh, you have a tendency to do things on, you have to do things on the cheap. You have to do things quickly and, and inexpensively. Um, early on, um, as you're working on your projects, um, you need to work as, as quick and cheap as possible. Um, there, there, I have actually seen um, people who create apps um, 
and I, I've seen students spend a lot of time with with coders and and putting together uh, wireframes and, and all kinds of models, and that's a ridiculous waste of time and money. You can actually um, do your first multiple generations of, of, of your app with a series of pencil sketch drawings on a piece of notebook paper um, and then try those out um, in order to get your second iteration quicker. Mm -hmm. and, um, th there's, there's, a, there's a lot of ways to go about um, making sure that you know what you're doing before you actually pay for uh, goods and services. Um, you know, there, there are people who um, want to go out and make promotional materials and you're all lucky enough to be carrying around a uh, broadcast quality camera in your pocket. And uh, you know, uh, video editing equipment's almost free on your computer. So you can actually do things quick, rough, gorilla, um, and then uh, so that that's uh, before you ever get to the money part. Mm -hmm. Okay, then I have one last question for you. Um, I, this is my favorite question, but I was just wondering where do you think that current studentpreneurs can take the business world? Where do I think that that current entrepreneurs can take the business world? Yeah. What a great question. I think it's, I think it's limitless. And I think that current entrepreneurs um, are absolutely going to change um, the world that we live in. Um, the question is how. Um, and I think it's always going to be... Um, I think it's always going to be a struggle. Um, and, and, and I think that has to do with all kinds of factors that, um, that people don't consider. I think that for the most part, um, so, um, society runs in a pendulum kind of a way that, um, that, what is true of this generation will not be true of the next generation. And so if you can predict the way the pendulum will swing, you can absolutely lead it in that direction. Mm -hmm. Just read a recent study saying that millennials, young people today identify as lonelier than senior citizens. And that's an amazing societal concept is that because of this wonderful technology that we have, our ability to, to have conversations, how many times have you had conversations with three or four friends at the same time, texting each one of them? Yeah. All the time, right? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> but it's hard to do that if you're with them. So oftentimes you are most social when you're alone, but there's a price to pay for that. And mm -hmm. I, think, I think in the future, um, our society is going to move to a more connected model, a little less dependent on um, 
texting technology, um, Instagram technology, um, those kinds of things. And I think we will swing back the other way, which provides amazing opportunities for young entrepreneurs. Yeah, that's that's all a really good point because I think that there's a lot of lack of communication and lack of human interaction. And so if they can build that back up, uh, if entrepreneurs can do that, then that would be really beneficial for the business world. Absolutely. Okay, well, that was the last question that I had for you. So uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add for the listeners out there? No, I, I would like to thank you for having me on your show. Let me know when you're ready to transfer from Missouri to Miami University. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. We really appreciate it. And I hope that you have a fantastic day. You too. Thank you, Dana. Yep. Thank you so much. <laughs>